0: I ain't never been the loudest in the room. The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom. Don't play yourself, kid. Play the system. The U.S. government, the largest walking contradiction. Listen, if you want to see impossible, then look at me. My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets. If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm 10 toes solid on the same soil that my grandfather's was walking. Know oh, your yeah, history. Tatsa Pine lautiwa. Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory. A podcast solely focused on amplifying Black and Indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. It is in danger. Whole lot of gangin'. Thirty five chains. I don't give a damn about the fame.
1: All right, now you have to tell me. I feel like I feel like such an old woman every time you scout a reference, and I don't know what it is. You're not making me look good over here.
2: No worries. Okay. Um, <laughs> or did you
0: just
1: freestyle right there?
0: No, that that's count? definitely not. It's it's the third verse <laughs> off of a song that I guess came out in like 2019 uh between uh a married couple uh okay. that involved themselves in
1: music. Okay. Um, the yeah. Carters. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you GMA know what? the
0: really rain. She had thought that you'd claim. Get me top of my I rain. Know I know I'm popping, I'm popping, My bitches are popping. We go to the delivery room. Pop-, pop it all. Right? Anyways. Okay. Yeah. My favorite now alcohol. Got me swimming, Tylenol. <laughs> all of my people, I free them all. Hop in the whip when to see the stars. Mm. Okay. I'm sweating. <laughs>
1: After you continue it's like okay I put it together I put it
0: together <laughs> yeah that wasn't like the best lead-in you know I could have give you at least four more lines well, you you probably would have like really it. got it
1: <laughs> you <laughs> know <laughs> that song by the way I do yes okay oh, God. Uh, this is where we're at this is where we're at in our relationship. <laughs>
0: don't don't ever flip it back on me because i know nothing uh i I only know what i know and nothing beyond that so
1: (laughs) okay okay
0: uh also yeah if you uh if you aren't aware you know ape shit by the carters
1: yes uh, i love that song actually now that i put it together i guess on the the video (laughs) say that again I said, I guess love's a really strong word since I didn't even know what you were saying. So,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't delivered in like the exact way either. You know, I was given a, my interpolation of it. I am literally sweating. This is a lot.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of how Mother Nature's been operating. I feel like the weather has been every, like, it's, I went from, DC, which was the weather was like seventies, would rain every now and then. To Colorado, and it's like ninety three, and then coming out to Spokane, it's like forty seven. So I mean, I don't blame you for it for you to be sweating. And then it it was forty seven in the morning, and then it was like in the seventies by the afternoon. (laughs) I'm like, that's a big leap.
0: (laughs) For sure. I was like, so I guess I take this jacket off
1: then? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) <laughs> mother
0: nature has a mind of her own oh for sure and uh we're only here to uh mind along with it
2: yeah.
1: one of my
0: friends was talking about, one of my friends over in new york actually was uh talking about you know ida and everything that they were dealing with and this and that um and they said something about like oh yeah mother nature tried to like you know whoop our ass and here we are surviving like take that mother nature and I said, girl, delete this text. I was like, don't ever challenge Mother Nature and the world itself. No. Uh, <laughs> don't ever, uh, because, you know, she can sweep through and just make all the changes to what we know as our current life. Uh,
1: exactly. It literally is her world. We're just living. We're just we're just here to enjoy it.
0: Right oh my goodness well okay so you're back over here on the west coast here we are in the same time zone look at us i am
1: gang gang
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's so crazy usually we have like our big divide three hours coast to coast
1: we do not this go around i know i
0: can even like see the sunlight from the window behind me. know
1: (laughs) normally (laughs) it's like dark i'm like half awake it's almost right because i go to bed at like nine because i'm a big big old lady but um yeah oh, old lady. For, i snuck home for we'll see i always buy one ways home because i'm just like <laughs> i don't know how long i'm gonna be out here i'm just kind of kicking it but <laughs> um yeah i got here earlier this week and i haven't seen anybody because i have been locked in my mom's house renovating it so which is kind of nice to just just to be home um so I haven't really done as much yet. I'm trying to stay focused. I got some other work things lined up. So that's why my my return is TBH. So we'll right. see. <laughs>
0: I love the we'll see at the end of your travel plans.
1: I know, right? <laughs> I don't it know. Is I not know. even the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might included. have another month. Who knows where I'm going after this? No. It's right. just like, I don't know. I, I don't like having... I, I don't know. How do I describe it? I guess I'm one of those people who like to make plans as I go. (laughs) And if I see an opportunity to, let's say, collab with this person or work on this or potentially have a meeting with this person, and it means I have to extend my trip a little bit or I have to make a stop on the way home. Like, why not? You know what I mean? If I, if I have the power and luxury of doing that, then why not? I don't like having a set agenda that doesn't make life worth worth living. I like to be, you know, take my opportunities as they come and make it happen and no, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where I am 10 years from now. We'll see if it has worked or if I, it has not worked my we'll mind. where you so. are literally
0: 10 days from now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, just the, uh, the nature of you bebopping around and uh, taking these things on. And, you know, like you said, any opportunity that springs up. I mean, the girls receiving opportunities left and right. Uh, yeah. And so it's dope to watch.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to create them. And I think that's why I like I'm so unstable but stable in a sense like I'm stable as in I'm driven enough to I know what I want and I'm unstable in a sense to where it works for my benefit because if I see opportunity I'm going to go for it and I have that luxury of being being my own boss so like why not why don't you go and create even more opportunity and you know the whole goal is not to be a nine-to-fiver and I thankfully I accomplished that that's just my personal goal so um I want to make things happen so that way I can, you know, live comfortably. You know, ten years from now. I mean, if it was yeah. ten days, that'd be great. But 10 years from <laughs> ever, you know, I'm living comfortably. My family's living comfortably because I was very. I'm I'm in that go getter stage. I'm very hungry, and so if I have the opportunity to make the moves I want to make, um, then I'm going to do my best to do that. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, it but, sounds like
0: balance. Uh, yeah, you know.
1: it is. It's very freeing, you know, in a way.
0: Yeah. No, I I only assume. um, Yeah. Even just thinking about like having our, having the capacity to embrace some of the unstable moments uh, because yeah, it's, it's both stability and instability that create balance. You know, Um, if you were just to have one, then it would be a, a one way write off. You know, that's just the thing. That's not balance, you know, in our lives. And as we know, the world works off balance. So it's like, yeah, having both sides. So it's kind of cool that you talk about having like both sides of that coin integrated into like how you approach your days and whatnot. Uh, well, look at it you. in that way, it's creating balance.
1: Over here dropping gems. <laughs> I mean, you're unstable, you're unstable, but that means your balance. Like what? Okay. I like how you worded that. <laughs> well, thank I mean, you. you- <laughs> but I mean, if it makes sense, I mean, if you think about it in terms of unstable, like what makes what makes me unstable, but it's the word, the term is really just by society's standards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we live and we operate in our lives based on society's standards and their definitions and their meanings. But in all actuality, we create our own definitions and our own meanings as we go throughout life. You know, when you hear a word for the first time, you decide what that word means and to live by it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it might be one thing to one person, but it's one thing to me, you know what I mean? And it's like, you're only gonna see what I mean by, you know, what I actually accomplish or what I actually put out into the world or what I actually, you know, the results of my definition, you know, the results of what I decide what this word means or I decide what this term is, it obviously makes me happy and you had one idea of it, but you just looked at me and seen my definition. And now you think a little bit differently, like, OK, I don't have to have society's terms and standards. You know, I can I can create my own definition. So oh, I guess just me as a person and me as an artist second. I mean, that's our kind of duty is we we create our own definitions through life and we try our best to make it beautiful. And that's what I'm doing. So we'll yeah, see what well. it takes me
2: <laughs>
0: and you are doing it beautifully. So congrats on that. As always, all the encouragement, always <laughs> expect yeah, nothing it feels
1: less. Good be, <laughs> it feels good to be seen. <laughs> right. Uh, also,
0: I there's no credit taken on, on that whole thought process itself. Um, I mean, that's kind of something that I picked up or I, I heard in a YouTube video one yesteryear. You when could I was, just take like, that my,
1: credit. You could no, never. It. Okay, nobody would click on YouTube if like, <laughs> Where did Kellen get this from?
0: (laughs) People are gonna be like searching, being like balance thoughts on balance. Yeah, it was just like one of those like, I don't know, like YouTube searches where like I throw together some TED talks and like some stuff about other healing and whatever, you know, where you play make a playlist or whatever for your day. Um, then I remember hearing that one time where they were talking about balance in your life. And they're like, when you're out of balance too, that's part of balance. And I was like, Thank you so much. Cause here I was judging myself for not being in a quote unquote balanced state. Yet it's that it's that part that's off that keeps you in balance, I guess.
1: (laughs) Does that make sense. No, it does. It makes all the sense.
0: Yeah. And maybe it wasn't YouTube. Let me not 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 take credit
1: for all the sense, because I got that from, you know, from Kellen. Don't nobody call me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Really? Are you serious? Yeah. It was the first first time I heard it was from you. And you know what's funny? Because you really are who you hang out with most or talk with most, because... As we like go through each episode, I'm realizing I'm catching on to a lot of things that you say, and I don't, I'm i not realizing it. <laughs> so, like when somebody texts me, "Oh yeah, that makes all the sense," like, and I'm then I'm like, "Wait, where did I get that from? That is from Kellen." So, yeah, your collo- how do you say colloquialisms? colloquialisms,
0: colloquialisms,
1: yeah, are catching on.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, hilarious. Talk about being seen. Uh, that's something that I've heard. Um, like. Actually, over the years, uh, Kellenisms—these uh, random things that like—I love it—and <laughs> <laughs> then it's like three weeks later, and everybody's like, "Are then a person saying the thing?" I remember in like 2009, it was right. That's when I like started saying right. I was like right all the time, like for anything, right, right. And then like two weeks later, you know, it was everywhere. Like you know, just within my friend group or whatever. And then I remember having some friends being like, damn it, Kellen, like,
2: <laughs>
0: you got me caught onto
1: this thing now.
0: Um, yeah. Sure. And I've even had some people try to claim some of my stuff, uh, okay. which I just laughed at.
1: we don't do that over here. Yeah. Appropriation. It, it wasn't that serious. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I just I like to say it with a serious intonation so that it comes across traumatic. Yeah, it's really not. Um, <laughs> Either way that's so dumb. I'm laughing at that. On the other side of the coin, um, every time I hear boo, 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 I think <laughs> of you and I've been hearing it everywhere. Um, it's just like random things. You know, it's been like a thing forever yet yes, now. It's hot,
1: pine. Oh, oh
2: my gosh. Ah,
0: too good. Wow again still sweating as I as I wipe off all this sweat another thing too I'm actually I was gonna
1: say I have two blankets that is why you're sweating
0: (laughs) I do and and this is part of it well actually let me show you my blanket to start off with Uh, this is a gift a birthday gift from some of my friends over in New York oh my gosh the exact same friend that I referenced earlier um, about challenging mother nature
1: vibes Um, it must be telling you something you need to call them Ooh, come through with the Beyonce blanket. It's a very good print as well. I like it. Yeah,
0: so this was a, their birthday gift to me. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cozied up with her right now.
1: Have and, you seen um, her in concert?
0: Sorry, what'd you say?
1: I said, have you seen her in concert?
0: Oh, too many times. Actually, not enough times. I've only seen her three times. Excuse me, a lie, four times. Um. I did see the, so I saw the Mrs. Carter show and then I saw Formation World Tour three times. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and I got to see it in Houston uh, as well. So that was kind of dope, like watching Beyonce perform in her hometown.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that was a of be... dope. I've also my
0: jaw dropped because, sorry, uh, my jaw dropped and I paused like three seconds ago because the friend that I keep referencing literally just texted me, like a notification came up on my phone. This right is no, this
1: is crazy. This yeah, is, that's three things. Put, yeah, I don't know what the universe is trying to tell you, but seriously,
0: that's three things in a matter of minutes.
1: minutes. Huh? Maybe you should well. open open that message real quick.
0: I know I'm I'm gonna have to give him a call later and be like, sure. yo, I don't know what's going on. Uh, he <laughs> appeared in my life three times in like a tiny short span today. For Something's shit. calling me to you today. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Three times, misses R the formation world tour which was dope and uh one time with the carter world tour where we were down in the like the standing room only and that's the tour where she was like flying from one stage over the crowd into another smaller stage that was like halfway in the arena so -hmm. it was dope i got to like have her fly over the top of me um, both on her their trip and her return trip so it's just like hands up in the air just like please <laughs> like shower
1: all your energy down on us <laughs> yes that's dope yeah I've seen have her. you ever seen her in concert i've seen her twice i've seen her uh in new york i forgot which i don't think it was madison i, th- I saw rihanna at madison square garden yes rihanna saw, um i saw her in seattle the second time and i believe that was the formation tour as well
0: we were probably at the exact same show because I saw her in Seattle, too. It was like a sunny day at and, what you know, was then CenturyLink.
1: Yes, but it was raining as Really? Well. Yeah, it was, and I thought the show was gonna end early, but Homegirl just kept going. Like, <laughs> and then we—I remember having to walk back to like my Airbnb, and it—I was like drenched because your girl was oh, no. herself. So I wore—I, you know, I wore my little, you know, painted-on dress, and then nice. we to the, the 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 Airbnb, I was like soaked. You can see everything. I would have won a wet T-shirt contest, but um, yes, I've seen her twice
0: amazing i wonder if it was the same show i know that my pictures before the show were sunny i can't remember after the show though Mm -hmm. (laughs) so maybe it was raining after and i just don't remember um i do have two photos beforehand because me and like my one of my like really good goods from back in seattle amber we did that was like right after Lemonade dropped, and that scene in Sorry the music video where there's like the girls and they're painted in like the white, it's like a mm-hmm. like white print that's like on their face and their bodies. Uh, that's a my girl amber and I did. Um, we got like oh, white clown paint from like the Halloween store <laughs> <laughs> and painted designs like all over our face and our body to like match that motif. It was a little too early in the process for people to pick it up. Like it was a very specific reference. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was, like, a couple, it wasn't that long after Lemonade. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't the more iconic things. However, I do remember that. So, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who the F knows? I do know that um, because it was my third time seeing the show, that I did step out and grab a pizza for us. Uh, <laughs> because, like, out, you know,
1: out of the whole entire building? Or, like... I just-
0: it was in the arena. So then I just oh, like yeah, went yeah, to like where you get like food stand, like the yeah, concessions. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and I went, I got us a pizza. Uh, just good, like sustain.
1: I was like, I'm always hungry, first of all. And so while I'm there, I'm like, I don't want to miss anything. And Never. then even at the beginning it's like okay i don't want to miss anything i think she's about to come on and then she doesn't come on and it's like okay this act's definitely about to end she's about to come on and then so like you're doing that for like two hours before she even gets close to coming on and you're just hungry throughout the show but it's worth it you know what i mean (laughs) so like you're a real one for going to get food for your friends
0: well thank you i appreciate that i also feel like it was like the third time around that allowed me to feel like i had the space to do that you know Uh, Uh, Because I was like, girl, we need to make it through. We still got to get home. I know that there's still like an hour and a half left of this show. We're in the ballad section. So let me go get us something to eat. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, the anticipation beforehand, like you're explaining, it's, it's crazy because like you'll be on high alert, like any moment you'll be in the exact same room as Beyonce, you know, and it's just like this air that's in the whole arena or wherever you are, you know, Um, where it's like, even if you're not the biggest Beyonce fan, you know, I've I've literally heard from some of the people that I went with um, in other places. They're like, geez, like I couldn't contain myself. Like I was just like screaming and like excited the entire time because of the actual energy that's just around. For sure. And then that's not even taking into account her performance and her vocals and all the things after that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: The one that I will say that I love, 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 love is Solange Knowles. And if you ever get a chance and if you ever catch wind of a Solange concert or show, you let me know uh okay. and I'll get you us the tickets, one? and we'll go because Solange is everything really so good,
2: so good
1: never not that I'm never not like I've never thought about it, but at this I mean no, I guess I haven't thought about it, but I wouldn't compare her to beyonce, I guess, and you shouldn't I mean that's obviously yeah. not what her her goal is, but when you hear Beyonce concert, it's immediately like whether you've seen Beyonce or not, or even if you even know all of her songs or not like Beyonce, is Beyonce. Like you have to go. Solange is like, she has really good music, but I can't imagine how her concert would actually be. So I don't that in mind. Is it like she has like a live, like what's the whole vibe? Like,
0: um, have you seen like any of her music videos, basically like Cranes in the Sky or like yeah. the director? Uh, um, when I get home, there's that whole movie that she did uh, for her, her other album. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I get home, anyways, it's all like that. So it's you know an all black cast of musicians, singers, and and dancers, uh, and she does this thing where she does basically Beyonce's uh, Coachella stair step set is mm-hmm. an expanded version of what Solange does and has been doing in her shows. So what you saw as Coachella was money and Mm glitz added to what Solange does. So Solange has like this dope, like her band is standing there. They're on these platforms, her dancers, you know, and they do these movements and they're like, they're not commercial movements yet. Everyone in like in the band, they move, um, or they have some type of movement involved with the different songs or transitions on stage. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you can think of like the, the Beyonce Coachella performance that you can see on Netflix um and yeah if you pare it down like that Solange and it's so earthy and it's so real and it's so raw uh Mm -hmm. and she's just like so authentic not that no one else isn't oh so I'm not gonna use that word then um it's just it's so earthy uh and it's so just like personal to her and it comes across uh and so yeah Um, I'm I'm just gonna throw that out there right now I I see us the two of us at a salon concert at some point in the future, hopefully with extended access beyond just being a regular concert goer, and it was said here today, September 22nd, the first day of fall in 2021.
1: <laughs>
0: Ooh, creating our
1: opportunities yes 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 U2P reporting live from the salon <laughs>
2: right
0: <laughs> for real well then i wonder too because then i guess it's not the biggest yeah maybe like with um like their family the Knowles family or i guess miss tina uh, their mom coming out of like the no- new Orleans area and like their creole
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: ancestry, like even what their thoughts um, are on, like, cause you know, in new Orleans itself, how how much of that is a mixture of like French indigenous and black. Yeah. yeah. you know, all together. Uh, and so like, yeah, it just makes me curious. I'm like, we're, we're not that far off actually.
1: Mm-mm. No, <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs>
0: so who knows? Uh, who
1: knows? We're gonna have to. We'll put that on our bucket list.
0: Oh, for, for sure. sure. For sure. For sure. For sure.
1: <laughs> so uh, now, what have you been getting into this last this last week? What's been uh, your vibes?
0: Jeez, uh, beadwork as always. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had um, my best friend uh, Angelo. He visited from LA uh, just this past weekend. Uh, you got to meet him at the Juneteenth event. Uh, I did. And around, I mean, yes. Yes. He
1: has that magnetic um, energy just like you do.
0: Oh my gosh. It's yeah. I'm just trying to be on the girl's level, you know, Because <laughs> it's funny. Literally any person that I introduce him to, they become friends. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, you're welcome for the connection. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's very easy. Exactly. The funny thing Um, is I never even met Angelo until the event, but he was following my beadwork page and maybe even my, I think my personal page as well before that. So it was like, I knew him, but I didn't physically like see him. And then once I seen him, it was very, very, very easy to like him.
0: (laughs) it's the very easy part yeah because it's, uh-huh. it's just an open energy that you yeah. get so yeah that's why i'm like um i appreciate the uh i don't want to say comparison the uh, the alignment no the i don't know i'm not i'm not missing the word um well, thank you for putting me in the same circle
2: okay <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's say
0: that uh, <laughs> uh so yeah beyond that we uh, we actually took a trip down to uh, pendleton oregon Uh, to uh, participate in a few of the activities happening around the Pendleton Roundup, um, which if you don't know, it's a large rodeo uh, as well as... um, And and they also have an an Indian encampment there on the Pendleton Rodeo grounds. um, And then um, a lot of infusion of uh, Native practices and culture um within like the parades within uh uh the workings of the rodeo um they even have like um their own it's not a full powwow yet like you know dance specials that happen um at the exact same time as all of this so yeah it's just like a it's a big cowboy and indian show that happens (laughs) um in eastern oregon every september and so yeah we did that uh and and got back and so yeah since that i've just been chilling like i've literally been sleeping because it wipes you out
1: oh yeah traveling definitely wipes you out no whether even though how no matter how far it is i mean if yep. you're going 30 minutes all right that's not a trip but like <laughs> otherwise yep. like if you're actually going to engage in something that's away from home it's like you need just another day to recoup you need your rest yep. need need the sustenance so yeah i don't blame you
0: Heck yeah, it was it good though. Happen. You know, it's it's for us or for me. It's like it's when our family usually comes together. You know, uh, especially on my dad's side, uh, or I guess to be very clear, you know, on my stepdad Joe's side, um, who comes from that area in Pendleton. Because wow. uh, again, my biological father, he, yeah. <laughs> not uh an active part of my life the um, silence
1: the silence came that. Yeah, I was like how, how do I frame this how
0: do I say this and
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: sure.
0: yeah and then then you know I have relatives from my mom's side that come to um a whole lot less this year um however my grandma showed up and you know had a few days so it's, it's you know it's always great to see my grandma and to see other relatives and especially with the amount of loss that we've had in the last year and a half within our family uh, it was really nice coming together um and just you know just being able to be around one another um in a small capacity uh you know and this this would be a place where we would normally see you know the folks that aren't with us now you know yeah. uh so it, it was nice uh to be able to do that i am definitely tired still from all the travel um, and all the horse dander and, like, cattle. Because if, you, if you've if you ever been to any roadie or anything around it, it's just, like, a lot of dust. And you can, like, smell the livestock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, yeah. when you, like, go to blow your nose at night or whatever, it's just, like, all sure. dark.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it just makes you feel all crusty, like,
1: dang. Yes. When literally oh, all I was doing was house. walking around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happens Uh, well that sounds fun
0: yeah it was a good time
1: it was good I was in last weekend I was in Denver um my sister Chloe had a fashion show that's right yes it was called the color of fashion so it was really cool because there wasn't one white designer there like it was all like black designers one of them came from manhattan they like travel from all over so it was really nice to um see her kind of do her thing in that and be just being her element so it was a good trip
2: I can-
1: I came home but um but yeah it was it was really dope
0: how did you get involved with that how how did the casting go or
1: I don't, you you know, know, I it don't all? know her whole process and how she does it but I know she just kind of keeps tabs and I know my mom more than anything she's kind of like momager because she finally hung up that hat she's like we're sitting at dinner she's like it's time for me to hang up my momager hat just gonna let you know so like i'm just (laughs) (laughs) so my mom's always very eager and she's a huge blessing just in like our lives since we were kids and finding things that she knows she we that she knows we're passionate about so if my sister doesn't find something or my mom happens to see something she'll be like hey do you want to do this and um chloe submits her stuff but that's kind of as much as i know i don't really know how how the whole, the whole thing works. I never did like runway. Chloe does runway. I just did like, I've just done photos in the past, but she's,
0: I'm, 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 I'm a print model. My sister is runway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> not yet, but like, like as in a sense, cause runway is so much more harder. Like that's so much more respect. It's live. For me just exactly <laughs> for me just to do, you know, take a few pictures here and there and where it yep. ends up. But like with her runway, that's like a whole that's a prestigious level, I feel like. So I don't know how I don't know how the whole process works, but she does a great job.
0: Yeah. It was well, because I mean she just walked for Southwest or excuse me, Santa Fe India Market. Yes. Um for who again?
1: Oh, who did she walk for? I probably uh, don't know this. I think it was um it was Pamela Baker, I believe.
0: Okay um looking amazing and then yeah like what a month later a month and some change later now uh, walking in another show that's pretty dope
1: yeah and then she walked for a designer named stevie boy um and her designer was from manhattan so he had like these you know and you can tell he was just based on how he either did his model's hair or like a lot of things i caught um but it was really funky too so like each designer had like their own style it wasn't just like catalog type type where it was like funky and you know dramatic so it was it was cool cool to see
0: that's hella dope so it was a one-day event down in denver or like was it a multiple day actually
1: it was two days now that i think about it it was they did like a friday and a saturday and so they had like party like a they did like i think they did one show on friday i want to say Um, but it was separate from Saturday. So we didn't fly in until Friday. So they did like that and had like a little get together. And then Saturday they did, um, like a day long type deal, um, and did the fashion show kind of midday to later that evening. And then I think they did like an after party after, but, um, but yeah, so it was a, it was a good two day event. Um, we just, we just rolled up for the second day, but that was about it.
0: <laughs> Jeez, well, look at us just out and about. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, and then now sequestered at home again. Like, just like you, I, I've been here in my room for the last since Monday. Um, so, I guess the last two and a half days. Um, and I hope my fingers are crossed beyond crossed uh, to not leave this place for another, I don't know how long, you know, just to like nice stay though. in place. Yeah,
1: It's nice when you're just, you are at home or just, yeah, when you're at home and you're just like comfortable, like you don't feel like you have to, you have to leave your house. Yeah. You know, it's a really good feeling just to be cozy and comfortable and, you know, not feeling the pressures of having to leave your house. So yeah.
0: that's how I was talking now. I was talking to my brother last night and um, I was like oh and then this and then this thing and then this thing and I was like actually let me pull up a calendar and going through the calendar every weekend is booked with a travel slash activity um, until like the first week of November you know uh, and I was just like this is a lot
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it has I mean like and it's not even accounting for the things that happened prior to this moment, you know, like, uh, I don't know. And it's, it's nothing crazy. It's not like I'm flying out all these weird places, you know, they're like small drives within the Pacific Northwest, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. these like, you know, family things, um, mostly yet still it's just like, dang, every weekend, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's okay. I think it's good to stay booked, you know? I mean, granted every weekend is kind of a lot, but, um, Mm -hmm. If it's for you, it's for you. Like yeah. they say it's better to stay booked as opposed to getting too comfortable to where you don't do anything. Cause I've had those moments too to where it's like, oh, I'm just so comfortable. I don't want to see the outside world. Like and it sounds so depressing, but it's like, I just I really don't. But then there's a there's times where it's just you get I get too comfortable in that and like mm-hmm. okay, well, start booking things to do because you are a little too much isolated or staying in your, you know, your same group of people. So I always say it's like a blessing to be busy and to have something on your calendar. Cause that's good for your mental health too, in a sense, you know, I mean, everybody's different, but yeah. I mean we definitely need like human interaction and fun stuff to do from time to time. So more power to you. I hope Heck you enjoy yeah. every single weekend and then you can have off every single weekend in November and just eat. Cause it's going to be Thanksgiving, right. and all the fall vibes and you can chill then. But
0: yeah, we'll see fingers crossed i mean i i still have the power to throw a cute little no down for some of these things. <laughs> yes
2: exactly um,
0: <laughs> you know it's just like the plans are all there basically and it's like okay am i am i in it or am i not
1: yeah um, so, I think, if, you, if you're like if you do get overwhelmed then, then by all means you know i feel like doing nothing this weekend so mm-hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and give them a good no <laughs>
0: yeah which is, is definitely where i'm feeling at this moment on this very wednesday i'm like oh girl i don't want to go nowhere
2: uh, <laughs> i know, wonder too okay you. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right um i know that like for me personally my Desire to like be back in my own space has really spiked, uh, in like the last year. And I mean, I guess I just figure it's like COVID and our whole shutdown, lockdown that started March of 2020, you know, people were separated and all these things. Um, we're like throughout this year, especially like the top of the year when I would have things or whatever, like a, a small plan. Uh, a lot of the times, like it would be on the books for like a month, you know, say like I was going to do, I don't know, like meet a cousin for this one thing. Um, and then as it would come to the date, like I would just get like really panicky and I just be like, you know what, actually I just need to stay home. I can't do anything, you know, like I just got to stay here, go back. Uh, there's been times even where I was like, like one time when I was down in the lap Lapway um, and I was supposed to like do one thing. And then I like had this like little panic and I was just like, actually, I'm just going home, you know, and I just like literally hopped in my car and I drove all the way home uh, just to be back in my own little space away from everything. Uh, and so then I wonder about like that sequester vibe or like that kind of want or desire to just be back in your own space. Like mm-hmm. h- how has, has that, have you noticed anything with like, with you in the last few years or anything or because i mean for me it it definitely stands out i'm like i want i it feels like uh you know everything that we've been processing through the pandemic itself has like really brought that up in me where i'm just like actually i'm i'll drop everything simply just to be back home alone in my space Mm i don't know
1: yeah i mean kind of going back to me saying like when i said I've had those moments, I think, I guess I didn't specify, but yeah, it was definitely the pandemic that kind of brought that mindset on um, for me because I just got so comfortable with speaking to who I speak to and moving the way I move and things being on my own time and you know, it just seemed like everything consisted of so much energy of leaving the house to where I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's just so much easier for me to sit here. And it doesn't help. Every time I leave the house, I spend at least $100. So I'm like, it's expensive outside. So I'm gonna go ahead and- Right.
0: <laughs> my savings is asking me, or not even my savings, my checking account is asking me <laughs> to stay seated.
1: <laughs> exactly. but um, But yeah, I definitely had those moments to where- I did. I got too comfortable with staying home. And, um, and I think it was on one of our past shows where I'm like, okay, it's time for me to get out of the house. Like I have to push myself because it's not always a good thing either. I think there's there's a there's a phase of being comfortable but then there's a phase of it being unhealthy as well yeah. where you are just being extremely antisocial and just as humans we scientifically need human interaction you know just for yes. our own mental health and so once i got that point to where i realized it was past being comfortable it was past being focused on work you know it was past all the excuses i needed to go out it's not that like i just stayed locked in my room 24 7 like i still went places alone that were mm-hmm. kind of close by or ran the errands that I needed to run, but it wasn't like I was going out to have fun. It wasn't like I was going out to go grab lunch with a friend. It was like, I can go out and grab lunch by myself, go home. And I'm perfectly content with that, but yeah. it was like, okay. Michaela go see a show or go, you know, go have food where, you know, at a popular restaurant or put yourself in places to where, you know, you can, just meet someone random or go out for lunch with a friend because like mentally it's just not good for you to stay locked in and be so to yourself all of the time. So once it's not comfortable anymore, once you got all your work done, you know, take that time, even if it's just one day out of the week to go yeah. do something that other people are doing as well, you know? And so yeah. I've had those moments and, um, and it goes a long way. And as much of a, ha- of a hassle, it seemed like, to do it as much as I'm like, oh, I gotta get ready. That means I should probably put makeup on. Like, you know, I don't want to look like I'm always to myself. <laughs> and so <laughs> once I get out of there, I like, and once I'm done, once I'm there, it's like, I'm really glad that I'm here, you know, or once I get home and I like, let's say I met who, how, however many people and it's just like, or, you know, I just had a good time at the same time. It's like, you know what? i'm glad i went out and did that so yeah. um that's what i'm saying when it, your mental health health really is at stake with it is because you know it, those are the moments of joy you know those are the moments of challenging yourself and realizing you know what you know i did go out and i didn't want to go out but i did and i'm glad that i did because i either saw another perspective where i saw you know or just engaged with someone or i whatever it is you know yeah. Um, I think that's really good for your mental health, because then once you let's say you just take one day out of the week in the next six days, you're at home, you're comfortable, you're working. One day does a lot. It gives you that momentum to get through the week and even accomplish even more because you tapped into your joy a little bit in a different way that you didn't expect to, you know, yeah. We're not robots, robot. So we need. We need to, to do certain things in order to be our better selves, you know, and it, yeah. and it takes getting out of the house to tap into sides of us that we don't even know that we've had, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's kind of how I think about it as well. Um, <clears throat> Cause I've had moments to where I'm just like, I'm working, 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 working. And even I'm getting drained out. It's like, no, I got to stay focused. I got to stay focused. I got to keep going. And it's not until I give myself a day off to where, you know what, go do this or go buy tickets to this concert and go do it. You know, I come back and I'm even more energized and I have even more motivation. I get even more done. And then because I went and did this, you know, I saw I thought of another idea. So I come home like, you know what? I'm going to try this idea and that opens a whole nother door, you know, and I enjoy what I'm doing. So you need to take time for yourself in order to enjoy and expand on what, on who you are and what you're doing. So.
2: Yeah,
0: dope. But well, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I know. I was like, well, that. And I, I'm like, and, you know, just uh, the opportunity to actually put on jeans uh, <laughs> and like real what? shoes, at least for me, because like I'll be in like sweats or like shorts or whatever, just like around the house chilling. And I'm like, gosh, I haven't worn a pair of like real pants. <laughs> for sure. I don't know how many months, just because like, you know, not going out in public. <laughs>
1: But I mean, it's a really serious topic for some people. And I think some people don't realize it or some people do. And they don't know how to describe it because I've had kind of both both ends of that spectrum to where it's like, you know, I am a little exhausted. I'm doing a lot right now. And I'm having fun at it. You know, I'm going to keep doing it. But, you know, I'm you know, like look like with you, like, OK, I have all this stuff booked. It's OK for me to step away one time because, you know, you know, I'm in a good mental space where it's like, you know, what I am doing a lot. And I'm very grateful. I have all this book. I can afford to you just chill out and hang out and be, you know, and do my thing. But then I've also had the other side of the spectrum to where I'm just way too comfortable with myself and it's probably not healthy. So um, I think we all have those. And I think the pandemic has definitely brought that out of everyone, you know, where it's like we are at home or with ourselves a lot, you know, and we're in our heads a lot. Um, or we're going out. Well, or we're going. There's some people who just go out too much and do too much. That's a whole nother episode.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> During
1: COVID,
0: but, um, I always yeah. love that line. Oh, that's a whole other episode.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's my favorite. Yeah,
2: because
0: <laughs> it's true. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. The need for socialization. I didn't realize, you know, um, and how much it stands out now. Uh, I feel kind of dumb because I can't give you like this factoid for certain, for certain. I almost said, I try to say for sure and for certain at the exact same time. I, I said for, that. for certain. <laughs> Um For certain, let's go with certain. Uh, however, I was one of the, you know, on YouTube again, uh, and I was uh, basically studying or just trying to learn for myself um, why people self-harm very shift or very hard shift. I understand. Um, however, you know, just like for my personal self, you know, I'm like, what is it behind all of this? What do I want to, or how, how can I understand this in order to process through um, the ideation and and whatever it may be. Um, and one of the things that really stood out was that when uh, we're talking about when someone experiences something or something, uh, you know, whether it's, it's a trauma, it's a challenge, it's a, whatever it, is that starts your mental state to go into, um, you know, self deprecating into that vibe, Mm. um, that it's very important for within the first four hours for there to be socialization. Um, because socialization being around other people can help dissipate those feelings. And and those thoughts. And within, and then after 24 hours is when it really locks in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they talk about like within the first four hours of something big happening or traumatic happening or stressful, whatever, whatever the quote unquote distress um factor is toward your towards your emotional state, uh, they were saying within like within four hours, it's key to have socialization around this person and so then that really made me think too because like i was like yeah that 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 stands out you know just um when when i do get into like bad states i always like seclude and i get like very you know self-contained and i even will physically distance myself from other people as to like you know be in whatever that cold feeling is um and so yeah just hearing that alone i was like oh that makes so much sense you know um And then two, as it expands out into what you're saying, you know, just our greater need for socialization and and to be around others just as human beings. Yeah. That's all. (laughs) I thought I had more (laughs) than once I said human beings, I was like, that's it.
2: (laughs) I did too. Uh, It's
0: like, I'll just just let it end right there. Um, So yeah, when, when you were talking about that, that really stood out.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause everybody, everybody was different. And I think that challenged it challenged everyone with the pandemic um, this, this pa- these past couple of years going on two years now to where it's just like, you know, that was something that was really tested. And I feel like some people are struggling from it and some people are still going to struggle with it.
2: Yeah.
1: The pandemic because we've been so, you know, to ourselves so much. So mm-hmm. um, So we'll see. It's either, I know for me, I've just been kind of, I took it as an opportunity in a professional sense. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to grind, 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 grind mode. That way, once the pandemic's over, I can actually enjoy the pandemic being over, or I can also um, just kind of hit the ground running and be 10 steps ahead. ahead. Because some people didn't really know how to take the pandemic. I think they were very used to... Um, things being a certain way in their professional lives, at least, and moving a certain way to where it threw them off. Like, well, I can't go outside. I can't meet with these people in person. And I think it challenged challenged me to be better and be for, for, challenge my communication skills. Or, you know, I think everybody had their own challenges with the pandemic. The um, yeah. interaction obviously being one of them. How did you handle it when we first kind of, you know, got the lockdown orders between maybe like February and let's say June?
0: Yeah, I mean, February. I was uh, finishing up teaching a health and wellness class uh, down in Lapway for North, Northwest Indian College, uh, and my last class day was actually Thursday, March nineteenth, and it was the Monday or is Tuesday actually Tuesday, March seventeenth, uh, that we got word that there may be this close at, close down and that um, all the the classes would be canceled. Uh, and so, yeah, I packed up my bags and 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 I actually headed back to Spokane because I was like, well, if we're going to lock down, I would rather lock down in Spokane at my parents' house rather than stay at my grandparents' house down in Lapway um, simply for convenience, you know, um, which is kind of rugged to say. I feel kind of bad saying it yet, um, you know, just like Internet access, just all the access um, to, to, to all the things, you know. Um, costco being able to stock up on on food and supplies uh internet as i mentioned um so like that was one kind of thing was just getting in a place in a a physical space that would allow me to move hopefully a little bit freer um, because it is frustrating trying to upload a video on my grandparents internet in lapway it'll be like a short 15 second post on my instagram and i'll have to leave it on the kitchen table for like two and a half hours just uploading oh, uploading uploading and i'm like i'm trying to run a business online you know <laughs> like i can't sit here for a 15 second post for the next two and a half hours and that was commonplace you yeah. know um and so i was just like i can't i i, I just couldn't um and then the good thing that a that I enjoy about where my parents live it's out in Spokane Valley so it's not in like the downtown area and in the neighborhood itself we have areas to walk and there's walking trails that are like a mile away from my place so I would like walk to the walking trails and then walk on the trails you know so I was, I was able to get out in nature and not feel so contained mm-hmm. uh, so that definitely helped um, for me to feel like okay you know yeah. um, and at the exact same time too it also felt like oh I'm meant to be able to do this because a lot of my friends are in major metropolitan areas in major cities where they can't get out and do the things, you know? So during that time, I was posting a lot of my stuff online being like, here's trees, here's nature, here's yeah. me meditating in a field, meditate with me, you yeah. know? Uh, So that was kind of cool right off top. However, you know, then just the long-term effects where it's like, you know, coming into this year, 2021, where I'm like, now I'm starting to get that like I kind of feel like a, a lost child or whatever it's like I don't want to be too far away from my safe space you know or like my safety blanket um and my safe space right now is literally this room that I'm sitting in you know it's my childhood bedroom yeah. uh and it's you know a place where I can come and I can just be in my own space and and not worry about others Uh, And so then it's kind of strange because here I am, I always felt like an extrovert and somebody who can go out and do all the things. And like I was saying, there's been many examples within this last year where I I've literally turned on a dime and jetted my ass home, you know, Um, based on like my, like if my emotions started to like stir, um, I was supposed to go to Portland one day and I was, I drove halfway to Pendleton to go to Portland uh, and Right before we were getting in the car, I was like, "I can't. I have to go home. I have to go home." And I went in my car, and I literally drove back to Spokane rather than completing my trip. And I and I abandoned like my week long um, plan that I had set up with my family members, you know, Um, because of like the stirring that I had inside. So then it's that part that kind of it. I don't want to say it concerns or worries me, yet it's interesting to look at, you know, and to examine like what part of this is you know, me just taking care of me and what part of this is now this like newfound, I don't know, fear or phobia or um, stress or I don't, you know, like.
1: uh, Yeah, I don't think you're the only one that goes through that though. I feel like there's a lot of people that go through that because I know someone who is just like, you know, I'm comfortable with just being alone. Like I don't want to engage with anybody. It's not that I'm like, not that she has have a fear for phobia, but it was just like, they just didn't want to engage <laughs> they're Like like, yeah.
2: they're
1: not about that no more you know I'm cool with yeah. myself and I'm like, yeah. like that's hard because it's like I think there, like I said the pandemic is bringing new challenges but that's one of them to where you kind of question your qualities a little bit like okay what is this trying to tell me or who am I becoming or you know you don't really know what to do with it and I think that's okay I think that's just a part of your process you know yeah. um, it's a and And I think figuring out that process is really kind of how you figure out and dig down and kind of figure out where you kind of, um, kind of where you lie in a sense. And I think being process oriented and just kind of figuring yourself along the way is really just kind of going to do it for you. I think it takes you stopping and turning around and go home for you know that that's just a connecting piece to you figuring it out and i think you just go with your gut on a lot of things and then you know it'll it all it'll make all the sense pretty soon so right um, <laughs> i don't think there's I mean. anything wrong with that i think but i think also it's like once you notice certain patterns so where you just establish you know well this is just the way i am i think that's when you kind of have a problem you know mm-hmm. not saying you specifically i'm just saying yeah you know, you can't just sit there and just label yourself this when you clearly, you know, you don't try to do the things, you know, you should be doing in a way. You know, there's a there's a fine line of self-care and there's a fine line of it being something that, you know, you shouldn't be doing, you know, when you get too comfortable in a sense. If that means yeah. I don't know if that means
0: it does. It does. The whole, um, you know, that's just who I am. That whole thing in general, you know, that statement, that feeling, that mindset mindset. Uh, that's just like so
1: toxic so toxic you you
0: know know, so you have no room to change whatsoever anywhere in your
1: life and I know way too many people like that um and it's just I I I really hate that statement and well not hate but um it's just I'm at a point in my life where it's like I don't let things go in an immature way to where, you know, whatever, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. That's not how I let go, but I let go in a more of a peaceful way to where, you know what? I don't want that type of ideology or person in my life to where if you just say, that's just the way I am, that means that you, my feelings don't matter and your feelings are have more importance over mine and you have no, no, what's the word? You have no plans of changing who you are or even just mm-hmm. understanding my feelings to where you're just going to throw that statement out there and I'm just supposed to revolve my life around you know revolve yeah. my feelings around your feelings and so now I have that set mindset like hey if you if that if if that's the statement you're going to make okay I don't I don't need this toxicity in my life and I'm gonna keep it pushing you know yeah, and I've had it lets
0: you know right off top like what's and what
1: I, and I have it's just, and I'm just gonna be like I've had family like that but I've, I've had people that I've known but I've also have people that are in my family as well to where they have that mindset, and I'm just at a point in my life to where family or not, and it might sound harsh, but like family or You're not,
0: jab them. It's like
1: I don't have to deal with this, and I'm not going to. I'm perfectly yeah. happy, and I don't have the patience, and it's not. And I don't. Owing one an explanation as to why you know you don't have common sense as to you know mm-hmm. what this statement truly means or common sense if you take because it comes down I mean there's so many stems that comes from that statement whether it's accountability whether it's you know there's so much that could be incorporated in that statement alone yeah most of the time it's because people just don't take accountability for how not only the actions that they're taking but more importantly how they make that other person feel.
2: You know, and I
1: think that goes a lot deeper to where it's like, you know, if some people just acknowledged how they made another person feel, even if they don't agree with what they're saying, even if they could, if they, even if they're the ones in the wrong, but they're obviously hurt and the other person's hurt for another person just to acknowledge, hey, I'm sorry I'm making you feel this way, you know, but here's the receipts as to why I interact this way. You know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever. Um, so just by saying that's just the way I am, it's such a toxic and toxic statement that I feel like, you know, if you wholeheartedly gave your intentions and gave your answer and actually tried, even if it's with yourself, you know, it's like, then great. But you have that decision just to peacefully, you know, keep it pushing, you know? And that's just yeah. kind of am that right now to where I'm just like, and, and, it, and it sucks because as you get older, you notice the way, whether it is some people, well, I'll just say people in your life, as you get older, you realize certain things and the way they move, even if it's, it is family or someone that you've had in your life, your entire life, or they're older than you. And you start noticing certain things about them that you never noticed before, you know, and, oh, yeah. um, being able to make those decisions are heavy decisions, but it also, is a good decision for you because i mean it's like hey you know i am growing i am establishing those boundaries you know and so i forgot how we got on this topic but like, <laughs> yeah i couldn't tell you either i honestly no, she's tell you. Like she's going through something over there <laughs> <laughs> i know all oh, the man. listeners
0: like dang both of them geez
1: <laughs> no, <yeah>, she- <laughs> oh,
0: so good no but
1: uh, I feel like i just i hate that once you brought that statement up it's just like Man, I really do hate that statement of that's just the way I am. And I think it's just a new, new realization and foundation that I've kind of set myself on this year to where it's very important to have and definitely this year. I've established and that was actually, I don't like New Year's resolutions. I'm one of those people who like do it now. Yeah. I'm not a big
0: New Year's resolution either.
1: But I was making um, I usually do monthly goals, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to do long term yearly goals by the end of the year. And it just and I do my goals every month. So it had to be like December 30, like 30th or something, 31st. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do yearly goals, not just my January monthly goal. So and that was one of them. And it was like, Michaela, you need to set boundaries for yourself. And Mm. so. And I think you really get challenged on, let's say the people that come into your life or that are already in your life and you've established those boundaries and you're realizing that they're crossing those and you have to make that decision. Like, okay, is this somebody that I truly want to engage with or be in my life? And it's a really hard decision, but you'll realize how much open and how much, you know, greater your life feels by having those that actually respect your boundaries in your life, you know, because then you're seen and you're understood and, it's a really good feeling so
2: yeah
1: all the people out there keep your boundaries
0: (laughs) oh my gosh right or establish you know
1: Uh, Exactly. (laughs) and and
0: or (laughs) yes
1: yes
0: (laughs) keep and establish or establish and keep uh because yeah well then it makes me wonder too about just even how to teach others how to set boundaries you know like um I want to look back at my upbringing and be like, okay, where were the examples of how I learned how to establish uh, boundaries? You know, where are the places that I can pinpoint it? And I don't don't know that I can necessarily like do that here in this very moment. Uh, However, you know, then it's like, now that it's in my, in my thought process, you know, now I've been learning how to do it now that I've been practicing it. Now I can see it. Now I can look back at, okay, I, I set this boundary or I've been working, um, I've been operating in this way, uh, based off of, you know, these quote unquote set of set of boundaries. Uh, so yeah, it, I am very curious about that too. Just, um, cause again, like we're, we're products of, of our environments, you know, our families, our two families specifically, you know, having their ties, uh, to, our our native land, um, you know prior to the reservation yet you know, since contact, you know, just a lot since colonial contact, excuse me, here in the Americas, there you know has been a lot of uh, a trauma and changes that have, you know just wiped through our different communities. And you know these are the environments that you know our grandparents, grew up in and then our parents and then us, you know Um, I don't know where I was going with this yet, you know, basically just in boundaries themselves, you know, I just like, I just wonder how to teach that or how to like, Moving forward, you know, so again, like for for me, since I'm not a parent, um, and I don't know that I'll be a parent anytime soon, sad face. Um, I know it's like that's the actual that's a whole episode in itself. Um, becoming a dad, uh, I guess both of us. Uh, if I said
1: that, I don't think I'll be having my mom would flip the table wherever she is listening to this. I swear she is on me, she's got a (laughs) clock.
0: It wasn't my plan. I mean, I, I wanted, I was like by 35, which gives me about eight months and I, you know, I'm just like, that's that's not I really mean- there. So now, I'm ex- now I'm extending to like 40. Yeah. Even then that's a whole thing just because again, like our blood quantum, you know, how does that play into, into having kids? And then me being, you know, um, you know, a gay male, which I'm already toying with that what as well, you know, because, I guess I only, like, we, are we, I kind of mentioned this before, you know, just like the whole discussion of, like, what is beyond colonial constructs of gender, sexuality, um, roles within community, all that stuff, you know. Um, however, getting down to the brass tacks and the technicality of, of childbearing is just like, oh, these additional challenges. I'm just like, man, I don't know.
1: Well, at least you don't have to carry, carry it. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess I technically have options as well, but. <laughs> right. But um, that's so the benefit. You will have children you won't have to carry, no pain.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, There. there is that. Um, so again, as as not being a parent at this point, you know, I, I have younger siblings and I have um, younger cousins. I have nephews and nieces, you know, and it's like girl, here I am in my mid thirties. And there's so many lessons that I learned between the ages of 30 and 34 that like, had I known these between the ages of whatever, prior to this moment, my life would have been so much different, you know? So then it's like, well, how can this information or these mindsets, these ways of thinking be taught to younger generations now to save them that time of, you know, so things about like setting boundaries, things about personal care things about mental health um which you know not to say that i wasn't taught these things because i very much was um yet with you know where we are you and i michaela with our with you know our personal advancements looking into self-help help books and uh financial help books you know it's just that our our drive to continue to learn so you pick up those lessons and you're like oh my gosh these lessons can help so many people uh
1: that's i think that's the thing though um not to cut you off
0: no please do cuz that was it
1: okay but um it's just like i think feeling like you have to teach your children something and i'm not a parent either so i will put that on the forefront so i have all respect for parents um good parents but um it's like I think the more you try to control your child, the more traumas that they do have, you know, and it doesn't all fall on the parent. It falls on who you bring your child around, the structures you put your child in, because I mean, first of all, it's scientifically proven that how we're raised from the time that we're born to five, year, five years old contributes to how we operate in our lives. So yep. I think that, that that those times are very, 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 very crucial and it kind of starts once the child starts interpreting things into where they can actually comprehend what you're saying. And where these challenges lie is why you're saying what you're saying. That's what affects the child's most. So for example, like if you see a child, you know, playing on, you know, playing at your desk at home or, you know, getting on the computer in their eyes, they're seeing my parent does this, you know, Hey, look mm-hmm. at me. I'm doing what you're doing in a parent's mind. They're saying they're going to mess something up. They're going to mess up my files. And you immediately jump on the kid and you say, get down from there. What are you doing And then whether you spank them, whether you just getting angry at them, to them, they're thinking little kid, but I didn't do anything wrong, you know? And so that creates trust issues within the child, you know, that creates an image to where if I do something, this bigger being has so much control over me, they can hurt me when I don't even know what I'm doing wrong, you know? So then they think they overthink every action that they take. You know, and so it's like there's a lot of traumas within kids because of how, you know, because of why they're getting in trouble or why people are talking a certain way to them or why they're putting being put in these positions that they have no control over, whether it's a teacher, whether it's whatever, you know, getting after them so Um, I think when it comes to teaching your kid about boundaries or teaching your kids about all the things you want them to grow up with, I think it's very important just to be lenient with your child um, and allow them to be a child. Because what you realize once you get older, we're trying to get back into being into a child and having that idea of, you know, having that luxury, that freedom. Because when you're a child, all you know is love. All you know is joy. Your first instinct is your right instinct. You know, you don't question it. You're so confident in whether it's your parent or within yourself to where- I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm going to do it because it brings me joy. I'm going to do it because it brings me love. And that's all that I know. And that's why children are so free and so energetic as you get older, you want that whole same mindset, just like they had. So why would you want your child to grow up faster than they need to, (laughs) you know? And so when I'm around the child, I like, especially within that age frame, let's say from, you know, being born to five, um, I like seeing how kids operate. And I, if they do oh, something, the best. Wrong, yeah, if they do something wrong, I'm not someone to be like, Hey, what are you doing? Don't do that. Get out from there, go play, go do this. You know? Cause that hurts the child, you know? Yeah. And so I like to say, Hey, you're going to hurt yourself. Make sure you don't do this. Or, you know, it, it it goes a long way of explaining things. And I think within the black and Brown communities, especially back then we've had so much that we, had to endure and all the things that we have to keep up with and the responsibility that it's very easy to take our emotions out on our children. But I don't think think some parents realize what it's actually doing to the child. So it's like now we're in a different generation to where mental health is an option. Mental health is very important. You have all these books to read. The world's realizing how much we have, how much opportunities we have now than we did back then. So take that and be able to instill it in your child by having a little flexibility, having that freedom, not, you know what I'm saying? Not, not putting your stress on to another. put your stress into therapy, put your stress into the gym or whatever your stressor is, come home and let your kid be a kid, you know, Mm -hmm. and allow them to think for themselves. And I think that's how kids learn, learn to set boundaries. You know, is being able to just be themselves and to move the way they want to move without feeling the pressure of perfectionism, which doesn't exist.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: so
1: yeah. that's my, <laughs> that's how yeah. I, you know.
0: Well, thank you for that. My, so uh, I think
1: about that too. Like, how am I going to raise my kids yeah. to have mindset, you know, but it's like you yeah. can't control them. That's
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, definitely no control because you know I'm nobody to be controlling anybody. This, <laughs> this being is highly flawed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kids running around, hot like, exactly. his mouth in gold and silver caps. <laughs> <laughs> right. You like he's got all the boundaries. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, you actually reminded me of a story with my nephew, one of my nephews, uh, this weekend. He we were we were uh, I had a few things in my hand. I had my Burt's Bees chapstick and I think I had like a a business card or something that somebody was handing out. So I had the Burt's Bees like kind of tucked between my thumb and my palm and whatever, because I didn't have pockets of what I was doing. Moral is my my young nephew, uh, he was taking my two hands and he was making them face palm or palms facing towards each other. A few inches away and he was putting his hands on the outsides of my hands so on the back of my hands and he was pushing my hands together to make them clap you know to make a clapping noise um yeah i had these items in my hand and so then he wasn't able to do the thing you know it wasn't making a sound because i had these things in my hand he was like he's like you can't always have your hands full uncle and i was like whatever whatever right and then like fast forward five minutes and then he was doing it again we were sitting on on the bench and he put his hands on the outsides of my hands and he had them, my hands facing palms facing in. And then he was pushing them together to make them clap. And he did it once and he did it twice. And then there was no no sound. And then he looked again. He like he opened up my palms. And he goes, I already told you, Uncle, you can't always have your hands full. Uh, and it was just like
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know, just like mind blown. Where I was like, You did tell me, Neff. And here I, and it just it like it struck way deeper, you know, like mm. like the innocence of it. Yeah. Um and then like he told me once and it it kind of went right over my head, you know. I was like, okay, the things. Um, and then the second time that he said it within about five minutes, that second one when he's like, I already told you, Uncle, you know, like he was concerned, like I told you, like you can't always have your hands full. I was just like, Oh my gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Because yeah, that is such a, like a thing for me personally, you know, sometimes just like having way too much um, or like always having something with me um, while I'm doing something else to have something else going while I'm doing the other thing in order to get the other thing done while the other thing's happening. And this thing is, you know, it's just like,
1: yeah.
0: um, and I was just like, geez, you know, out of the mouth of babes, like, (laughs) um, you know, you can't always have your hands full. And I was just like, wow, thank you for telling me to. You know, rest, relax, and reevaluate my life. Even though you didn't mean to do that, <laughs> you literally just wanted to play this game, and yeah. your one little sentence has me like over here, like, "Dang, I need to rethink my life." Like, <laughs>
2: oh
1: man.
0: <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, I guess if anything, it's yeah, it's that young period, that innocence, and you know, and the things that you know kids say for sure that are just like, "You're far wiser than I am." Uh, thank you
1: yeah and that's what I, that's what i'm saying it's like we all want to go back to a point to where we don't have insecurities to where we don't think of perfectionism to where you know we don't get stressed to where we don't overthink to where we don't overcommit to where but it's it's the way we even get to that point is by being told what to do is by seeing what society society's telling us what to do or our parents or our guardians or you know whoever's around us and so we always we, we as we get older, we try to become like that child again and to just live in love, just to live in joy, just to go with our instinct and what's right is right to be da- for it all to be daisies and roses. You yeah. know, And it may sound cliche to where people are like, well, it's not. I got bills to pay. I got this. But it's like you control your life. You choose which job you go to. You choose what to love. You choose what your passion is. You know, granted, yeah, we all have responsibilities but how we tackle those insecurities, um, is in our hands, you know? So, um, yeah, that was a really, really deep story. (laughs)
0: Right. I know it was, it was a deep moment. Like it was, it was such a, just like, you know, Oh, we're just sitting here kicking it, you know? Yeah. Um, And then when he said it the second time, I was just like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. wait a second. Thank you for getting me together. Uh, yeah, yeah, just to lose themselves. Uh, it's
1: therapy though <laughs> yeah they really really are I love hanging out with kids because and like every time I do if I like especially if it is like a toddler I totally just put my phone away like I don't oh, always you know even I might ha- I might check it to make sure everything's straight with everyone of course who I love and then you know if it's if it's not a big deal I I just stay tapped in with the kid because they're extremely present you know and it's like even if you just sit back and watch them you see them living their life, you know, to where that's a point where I want to get, you know what yeah. I mean? To where they, yeah. they feel complete safety around you to just do what they want to do. And um, it's a really good, really good feeling just to kind of watch them and see how they interact. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well,
0: because I, I, so, because I think of like, you know, how you mentioned we're all kind of, we're, we have our initial set of years that influences how we go on with the rest of our lives. You know, it's, it's basically like this six year cycle that kind of repeats itself over and over and over throughout the ages, you know, we're still that same little kid deep down inside. We've just gone through different revolutions of life. Um, And so then like, I think back, like, like you're saying, like, how do I get back to that kid? Or how do I get back to those things? Or what were those things uh, that I've now suppressed or like moved away from, you know? Uh, one of the things I, I think about tons, and it's been heavy on my mind a lot, and I, and I mentioned it before, just like with the IP, like you know, a genderless ness purse word for like people. Um, yeah, also just like how, like when I was a kid, like I used to love like like fancy shawl dancing or like jingle dress dancing. Like I'd always like grab a towel, grab a blanket, throw it over my shoulders, and just like you know dance around, um, or like grab an actual shawl if I had one next to me, you know, and then through socialization you know being like yeah it's, it's okay that you do that thing you know like in home yet like out in the world you operate as a male or as a boy a young boy a young man uh, and so you do these other things um and so like i don't know that's this is semi-random yet again it's like all these like musings of what does it all mean how do i get back where you know, I don't know, I'm starting to lose myself. Um, because no, yeah. um, <laughs> it got a little too personal and then i was just like oh no what am i doing we always
1: get, um, personal. We always get to that's okay that's why we right i just accepted uh, it I just accepted right
0: it. I just accepted. it's like, oh, funny
2: for it all the
1: people out there i'll sit there and be <laughs> telling okay cut this out cut this out right. <laughs> but now i think i've just been starting to embrace it like all right, right. Well, you guys are coming with coming with us on our journey <laughs> yeah it's, it's the,
0: the deep dive uh down into whatever dive. the feelings and thoughts and emotions are um yeah anyway so like the young kid the young kellen you know just that stuff and just with socialization how like i walk the world now and so um also understanding the colonial aspects of all of that uh and so yeah just like working to like well how do i get back to a more fluid identity and a better understanding of who i am um and who I can, because you know that that is a part of me. That's that was my natural tendency as a child. You know, yeah, it's been stifled by the world and and by what I've allowed the world. In
2: it's been, it's
0: uh, right. yeah. I, I don't I don't want to blame the world. Um, uh, my actions have reflected, um, you know, the way that I perceive that quote unquote pressure. Um, yeah where i just i i don't engage you know because i i learned through socialization that like you know yeah it's cool that like you have this natural inclination to this thing yet it's not quote unquote meant for you yeah um which you know it definitely is uh in a grander scale and so it's just like figuring out how to get back there so yeah that's just like one example of you know what you're talking about and one that like really sticks with me. And that's why I even have a hard time saying that I'm a gay male because it feels so limiting and it's very, it's one-sided. And it's just like, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't, it's not comprehensive of who I am uh, and the roles that I uphold in in my life and in, in my family and in my
1: community. Uh, Yeah. Well, going back to when you said like you you were a kid and you loved like fancy dance or fancy shawl dancing to where you you know would grab a blanket, and um dance. Did you see on Facebook the Two Spirit little boy who was dancing um in a Tiny Tot special and he was doing old style no. people. Oh my gosh! And it was no. so cute. They were, and it was, you know, and they really got into it, like with the old school jingle. They oh. had their their um their how oh, does it called? Can't think. Their scarf in one hand. And
0: yeah, yes. <laughs>
1: And I'm pretty sure it was a little boy, like, because they said the caption was two spirit and his hair was really short. And it was a cute little boy. And he was just working it. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it
1: can make and me I'm cry. Like, it was so beautiful to me because I'm like, you know, and i thought about that, like, as we kind of, you know, how, what is this going to be? What is this going to mean for the native community? Because the only time you saw like a woman dancing, let's say in a men's contest was either during a special or doing mm-hmm. like a, doing the clown dance or yeah. whatever, like how, how is that going to interact? And so yeah. now you think back when you when, just watching that video, it was so beautiful to me. Cause I'm just like, man, I hope this boy doesn't stop what he's doing 10 years from now. You know, I hope that society doesn't influence him so much or that he's just mentally so strong. And even if, well, yeah, even if he is so strong to where it's like, you know, I just hope he gets to that point to where he just doesn't care what anybody else says, you know, he sees the, he takes in the praise more than he takes in any of the negative comments, you know? Cause I mean, unfortunately there are going to be some, you know? And so i just when i saw that video i was like oh, it's so cute oh my gosh i want
0: to see yeah, well i got chills tag it. It. i've
1: seen it a few times so i'm gonna have to tag, uh, tag
0: yes it. please do oh my gosh please do and you know <laughs> Uh, i'll say it i'm like uh i'm I was going back and forth on whether or like to say it however like um getting back on the dance floor is one of my big things and now that i can actually lay down a bead in the way that i like to um i'm looking forward to making myself some new regalia um and then beyond that again as i'm going through this whole exploration of who i am and my identity and then like yeah me shirking these parts of me that were so natural to me um, my natural inclinations um i'm just like Well, yeah, like, like you're saying, like that, that young, that young person, that young child, you know, like, hopefully they have enough resolve and strength and support to like, continue that through their life. Um, Because yeah, here I am, like in my mid thirties. And now I'm like, now I feel like that, you know, now I feel like, oh, I don't care what people say, Um, you know, so like in my future, you know, two year plan is to like, you know, even make myself regalia so that I can start, you know going back to what's natural or like things that called me before, you know? Um, So I'm just like, I don't want to say I'm disappointed that it took all that time yet. um, It is beautiful to see that there are other people um, going through that, that self-acceptance and that self-expression and have the support systems around them um, at a much younger age. uh, Cause you know, why the fuck not support our family? Oh, no, I can't hear
1: you. I I had a chip, so I had a (laughs) mute. But just going back to when we were talking about, okay, how do we teach kids boundaries? I think with, let's say, with the shoe spirit child, it's just like, okay, if their parents are like, you know, don't listen to anybody, you always be you. That's a boundary that child's going to set. You know what i mean so i think it's just important to emphasize these kids if you notice that they're being themselves you know um or retract from being themselves you create that boundary for them by say, it, it, by saying hey you always be yourself don't let anyone else tell you or try to structure you on how you feel like you need to be so i think it's because we teach we teach kids we teach we teach especially for if they're our children we're in charge of how they interpret the world, you know, just going back to the beginning of the show when we're like, you know, we put definitions on every single word. We put definitions to, you know, what it means to be this or to do this. That's what the parents influences as well. So it's like if you cater your words or how you structure your words and how you define certain things to a child, it allows them to create those boundaries for themselves and to really, you know, it might not make sense to them immediately, but once they get older, and you're, they're still using the same line that you gave them of always be yourself or go do what you want to do and have fun, but be safe or whatever it is you want to teach them, they're going to think about it in a different way in its purest form as they get older, you know? And that boundary will begin to change um, into the way it best suits them. So I like how we've been tying everything we've said all show together for like every single, <laughs> every single topic. Um, but shoot, where was I going with that as well? Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Dancing. I see. I used to love to dance. I danced all the way up until I was 10 years old.
2: Wow, oh. so Maybe
1: 11 was the last time I danced. And the last time I danced was during my name giving here in Lapway. But then my dress, like, because I was a jingle, ja- jingle dancer and my dress, like I'm tall. So like, my I wasn't done growing, unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: so
1: dress, it's I the dress, just into I your knees. I know. And I haven't danced since, since. But also it comes with me. Being black native, now that I am older, I have let society get into my yeah. head, um, and if I dance, okay, what are these people going to think of me? You know, or okay. You know what she doesn't know what she's doing she doesn't dance or you know whatever when it's yeah. like something that I used to love to do but because I put kind of society on my back and I can sit here and use excuse oh I didn't have a dress like at this point I can make myself my own
0: dress. yeah exactly like, out, you yeah. know but um, you can lay a bead too I've seen exactly. it
1: <laughs> so it's just like man it's like that's something i think we you know where there's always going to be imperfections about us which makes us which makes us beautiful because we wouldn't be having this conversation and you know coming to the realizations that i feel like we need to have in certain ways or the influence we have on one another
0: but uh, that's
1: definitely something i eventually want to get back into as well
0: You know that well okay well i'm glad i said something then i'm like maybe this can be a joint
1: (laughs) all right i didn't say all that
0: because (laughs) Uh, accountability you know within the next five years (laughs) you're gonna be out there next month come on let's
1: go
0: oh no next month no there's there's, (laughs) all, all my creation is uh planned like at least a year or two in advance uh at this point because yeah i'm only taking on large projects and so, <laughs> yeah no worries there's nothing within the next few months we'll
1: have um, to do the powwow trail
0: one of the future years you so- know though i do I, I honestly like that would be so much fun i want to do like a major powwow trail and then also even go into like the two-spirit powwows that they have around
1: I never um, even heard of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they have them.
0: Uh, they have two spirit powwows in different places. And another thing that I want to hit up are black rodeos.
1: Yeah. For like sure. black like, horse sporting events. They have them in Texas, right? They have them all over, like yeah. Oklahoma. Um, we need yeah. to plan a year and just like you know go just. Do- basically road trip throughout all powwow season and just hit all these events and just stay booked.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just like oscillating between the two, just like going yeah. left and right. I'm, I'm so down. So, um, okay. But
1: what oh, right, look at us if creating all these plans. Dance. Is that again? Dance. I said, but the one, the only, the only, what's the word obligation that we have to have is we have to dance. Otherwise we can't do it. We can't go. Oh,
0: heck yeah. Oh, i I'm, Definitely it's, making sure that I have at least like three outfits because the girl likes a costume change.
1: You know what's funny? Uh, <laughs> I see you. Let me see. Last time I was dancing, that was probably around the time I seen you for the first time. And it was at July Anch. I believe uh, this is the first time I think I've ever seen you. And my mom was like, I forgot what she said. She, I think she said, check out that dancer over there. He's in this Purse too. and blah blah blah. And I was like, Oh, he's kind of cute.
0: <laughs> she you, like frozen time. in space. I'm just like, like,
1: what? You were like, a, like I would have thought you were like, probably like 15 years older than me or something. Cause I was such a small kid, even though I was tall, but like, you seemed like you were probably at least in high school. And I was like, he's such a good dancer. And I think that was my first time I've ever seen you. And that like, I, and it's weird because I remember, I distinctly remember seeing you like the first time I've ever seen you. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm like, he's such a good dancer. And I love that you were like black native too. Like that made me feel, feel really good. But yeah, crazy, huh? How life kind of comes full circle. <laughs>
0: a whole moment. So you all can't see it. However, I am literally frozen in space. Uh, my mouth is a gate. Uh, <laughs> my hands are, they were above my head, just in like complete shock and awe. Um, one, cutsyalyao for your tatuatu, for that awesome story. Um,
1: it just made to- me, because we're talking about powwows. I'm like, I have to tell them the first I'm time I see again. it. am sweating again
0: just the rush of emotions wow that's so cool i had no idea
1: mm-hmm. but it, like i just remember seeing you and it gave me a little it felt good to see me represented as well out on the dance floor because like you were obviously like the only black native out there which i'm sure is yeah. not which is very common for you yeah
0: yeah <laughs> but, that's all um, i've ever experienced
1: yeah i seen it. i just thought it was so dope no it was so cool but yeah i want to say you had like a did you have a green grass dance outfit or around that color, maybe blue or something. Maybe. But I just remember seeing, like, yeah, he's such a good dancer. And it felt good. he was in
0: it. My last outfit had a lot of, like, light green and blue in it. Um, That's probably what it Yeah. It, it, it's a black base, yet the primary colors are, like, green and blue um, with, like, all my fringing and stuff.
2: Um, oh, no.
1: He's probably the fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have not ate all the chip, yeah, yet it's I have to keep getting myself to eat these chips, and I probably shouldn't have gotten chips. I probably should have got like some bread or something.
0: Mush <laughs> or something. <laughs> something that doesn't make all that noise. <laughs> some C's. <laughs>
2: right, <laughs> right.
0: Ew, Gross. Actually, I'm mad I said mush right now.
1: <laughs> Just some recording country. a podcast and eating mush back here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh well yeah so then that 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 definitely well again thank you for that Two, it's inspiring and then three it's just like yeah that's like what the f i want for the rest of my life you know like i want to be able to do like a grass special and then like hop into like a jingle special or a fancy shawl special you know um mm-hmm. and people be like dang you know like he can go out there and like cut up with the guys and he can go out there and you know still hold up with all the women you know um mm-hmm. and that person is mixed you know like so yeah. I think about that, like in, in its impact over time, like simply by doing the thing, who can it impact, you know? Yeah. Um, even though I already know there's going to be so much backlash. Um, it's just like that, that other part where here, I had no idea about this story yet. You know, you remember this moment yeah. uh, and, and, and how it's, it, you know, it at least brought up a thought for you, you know? Um, yeah. Wow. That's so cool.
1: Well, that's the thing is like, we, especially now, I think we're very crucial in this day and age to where there are misrepresented misrepresentation, especially for our lives to where it's like change makers have to bite the bullet, you know, and it's going to be hard for us to go out and dance again. And it's crazy because it's 2021, you know what I mean? But it's like, we're going to have to go out there. And it's like, no matter how uncomfortable we feel, like, just like you did, you, it felt good. For this kid to see someone like myself out on the dance floor, it's like, imagine how much, you know, other little Black Native kids or any mixed kids who, you know, that are mixed with obviously Native is going to be like, you know, I can do this too. There's nothing for me to be shy about, you know, or insecure about, like, I'm going to go out and do the same thing, so... Don't hold me to it because if I don't dance within the next couple years, they're going to be like Michaela. Remember that talk you <laughs> talking about that uh, podcast? <laughs> remember episode fifteen?
0: Yeah, 16, I don't even know which one.
2: <laughs>
0: I honestly couldn't even tell you.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh
0: man! oh too good. Well, you know, things to look forward to, um, and being oneself. Mm -hmm. is our act of revolution this was reminded to me being back at pendleton roundup again it's like a whole rodeo so it's you know a bunch of white cowboys um doing cowboy things and being very america you know yeah um to like the detriment and, and of everyone really uh and you know it's just historically inaccurate it's damaging in all its ways um and then especially with um If you if you have no idea what this is that I'm talking about, please do Google Pendleton Roundup or hop on YouTube and just get some visuals, some understanding of kind of what happens, because they uh, because there is an infusion of um, our our tribal people. Uh, We set up camp uh, just outside of the rodeo grounds Uh, during the rodeo itself. Many people get dressed up in their regalia and they go out into the center. There's a few drum groups that sing and people dance. At the exact same time, there's a lot of people who are dressed up in the regalia alongside their horses. And there's a horse parade that happens. Um, There's many different things that happen. um, Yet it's still all very like cowboy centric and cowboy regulated. And I don't like it. And it makes the thing, you know, how I keep talking about these things that I'm taking out of my life that don't line up with me or that don't encourage who I am. And so, yeah, in my in the back of my head, I was kind of like, this might be low-key my last roundup. I might not ever attend this thing ever again because I don't want to keep putting myself in this space. And I don't want to keep, you know, giving money to this thing that doesn't honor my people mm-hmm. in the ways that it can. So um, I, I kind of had that in the back of my mind. And then one thing that really, really, really stood out was how uncomfortable I made people. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing new. I've, I've been used to it, yet it really stood out uh, this year. And again, to having like um, Angelo there, who's like, you know, another black person, you know, okay. uh, in this space. I and was
1: wondering how he felt. <laughs> it, it
0: was actually his third, his third roundup. Oh, so really? he's, oh, he's, okay. gotten he's, yeah, he's gotten it. Yeah. He's gotten it down. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I go into these spaces and and I see the way that people look at me and, and judge me and do all the things and be like, well, you know, why are you here? Um, you know, just in their thoughts and their actions and their faces and all the things. Uh, and I, kind of enjoy that now like how uncomfortable simply me being in a space makes people you know because it's like it it finally dawned on me I was like yeah if I were to leave this you know you the the general you um will be getting what you want you know you'll you'll get your comfort you won't have to be questioned about your thoughts or your things you know um however by like my simple presence and the presence of my family and the things like that, you know, it's just like, yeah, it, it makes people or, it, you know, it can cause discomfort. Um, and, it, you know, make that person question, you know, all the things uh, I, I feel a little scatterbrained now with, <laughs> with my <laughs> delivery of this message. Uh, however, you know, that, that was the encouraging thing. It's just kind of like, Well, one, this is like my family, right, too, because my family's been going since 1910, since the inception of uh, Pendleton Roundup itself. Yet uh, beyond that, yeah, it's like I'm not at all concerned about your comfort, you know, and by me removing myself from the situation, I'll only be contributing to your comfort. Whereas by me coming here and honoring my family and my people, um, you know, I'm still creating that those questions and those thoughts like you, you, we're still here basically is the point
2: yeah, you know exactly. like,
0: yeah you want us to be gone and rid of so that you can live in your own comfortability and just live in your own you know pro america
1: yeah exactly
0: there's other words that i want to use and i'm just not so i'm biting my tongue <laughs> um because <laughs> you know this is being recorded uh world you know that whole perspective uh and you want it to go unchallenged, and you want to you know white is right and all the things um, yet. I'm just like,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get this. I love making white people uncomfortable. First of all, <laughs> it's very freeing um, because they don't like, they don't like the sight of you. I mean, if not all of them, I'm just going to say too many of them.
0: Exactly. Yes, exactly. Cause you know, people in our families, you know, I've, 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 well, at least for me, I have white people in my family, um, and in my friend circle, mm-hmm. um, so like it's it's definitely not in every yeah, not one all thing.
1: Just like I said, too many of them. And it's, um, it's however, just, in
0: a general sense,
1: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: And so, like, as <laughs> soon as I get back, not even go to my first like public place. As soon as I land, and it's like I get so many stares when I'm here, and. The thing is, every time I get a stare and I notice it, I'll stare right back at them to, to see them get uncomfortable and to move their, they either shift their eyes or they completely shift their whole entire head. But every time I notice a white person stare at, staring at me, I literally will stare them dead in their eye until I make them uncomfortable. And I do it every single time. <laughs> and it's so funny because in one day... I got so many stares. It, it was, wow. it was crazy, but I love it because it's like, I'm making you uncomfortable, you yeah. know, and you feel, and you feel like I'm intruding in your space, but by me staring back at you, I want you to know that you're intruding in my space, that this isn't even, face, you know, <laughs> so it's like, the fact, and, and I, and it's funny because whenever you're, if you hang out with me long, long enough, or if we go to a public, especially out here, You'll hear me say it so much because it's like, I notice when I'm in stores and this is probably like a countrywide thing, why people don't move when they're standing there. And the funny thing is this was something, this was actually in a store I went to this week and they were clearly in the way and they're a worker too. They didn't ask, Hey, can I help you? They were just standing there right there in their way with like their cart or something, they look at, look at us, the person, me and the person I was with, and just look back away. And it's like, you're clearly in the way. And so like, I, as I walked by, I like nudged his cart with my cart because it's like, obviously you're in the way, my guy, like move, right? Like every time you're with me. And that just kind of goes back to what I was saying was like, they, I will always comment and be like, they always this is that white privilege that we talk about they feel yeah. it's like their world not all of yes them, so we'll make that clear they feel yes, it, yes. they act as though it's their world and we're just here you know yeah. this isn't this isn't slavery like you came over take that took this country act like this world was yours and slaves and you know black and brown people are just supposed to revolve around revolve around you that's not the yeah. way that works anymore you know what i mean and there's a lot of people that still have those mindsets in more modern ways to where they aren't going to move out of the way or they are going to expect you to do something when they clearly went out of their way to be an inconvenience to you you know and so yes Yes. yeah so I know what you're saying when you go into out into a public place especially out here and people just make you make you feel uncomfortable but I think the, the the best thing you can do is to have that confidence of no i deserve to be here you're in my room i'm not in your room you know yeah. what i mean if you want to get deep i built this country so right. <laughs> you know what i mean right, I right. every inch of it probably more than you do you <laughs> know yes. what i mean and it's like my ancestors were here my answer you, you wouldn't even have this event if it wasn't for my ancestors you know it's not it's unfortunate the way you decided to come in and do the things that you do yeah. but I deserve here, if not more than you. And so that's kind of how I think when I when I'm out in public or I'm out in a majority white place um, is like, no, nah, I'm here, whether I make you comfortable or not. Yes. You know? So it's like you can happily e- exit the room, you know, you can h- happily exit the place, but I'm not going anywhere and you're going to see more of me, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's why I pride myself and kind of make it my my life's duty in a sense to indigenize spaces and black you know black in spaces that sounds really bad but um, (laughs) create more spaces for people like me like me so that we're the new norm to where you're going to see us regardless of how comfortable you are you know and so And so, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I went in and I tried to find the history of the Pendleton Roundup. And I I go the first link that I find is the Pendleton Roundup site. And I noticed that how much they pride themselves on Native American influence and the importance of keeping the tradition alive. And they got Jackson Sundown on there. They're token native. And but I also noticed that they don't have a single person of color on their board of directors. Not at all. So it's like if this is what you're saying, you know. Otherwise, we're just kind of ch- we're just pawns, you know, the way you've used us in the past, um, and probably even currently um, may not seem like it, no matter no matter. And that's the that's the thing when we were talking kind of about about businesses, the Sephora thing. You can throw as much money as you want to throw at us, but as a person of color, you need to understand what they're trying to do, what they stand for, and if they're wholeheartedly moving in a sincere way to actually want this culture a part of their event or part of their campaign a part of their corporation so it's like and honestly i haven't been to pendleton roundup so i'm not going to sit here and talk like i have been but just based on what i have seen and realizing that hey you don't have any any natives on your board but yet you claim to keep the tradition alive and having all these native american themed things it's like you know what are you really doing and i think it's time for our country not just with this event but with a lot of events especially white operated events, you know, to really buckle down and be like, okay, what statement are you trying to make? And how are you using me as a token or a pawn to expand your, your customer base? You know, yeah. so that's, I guess my two cents on, and I'm no hate yes. to roundup. up, you know, you have generations. You go ahead and hate you. I'm about you. to start mine here in a second.
2: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so I guess I'm continue. It. I'm
1: gonna start a ride. <laughs> right. yeah. like, yes. I'm like I'm not gonna act like I know penalty Roundup because I don't I haven't went. But like if and I don't wanna overstep without having certain receipts, but that's just the receipts that I have seen, I think is enough receipts for me to see. Okay, if this is what you're gonna do, I think it I don't I, I wish at least someone of our tribe would like you know, kind of barge in there and be like, hey, if this is what you feel like you're doing, and obviously our people have been interconnected with this, with this um, event for however many years now. And then on top of that, we're bringing in a whole bunch of clientele for this, this entity, you know, it's time that you get a, get, a, get a native person on this board, you know, and I wish we would make more and bigger moves, moves like that, or I wish there was someone out there to do that so that we that's how you indigenize space that's how you reclaim you know um but yeah that's all i kind of had on that
2: (laughs) yeah well
0: thank you for that because yes the board um for both pendleton Roundup and the happy canyon uh which is like a night show pageant that happens after the rodeo um both boards they're just heavily it's from it's people from the town you know um and from around the surrounding area and, and, you know, a lot of ranchers and, and uh, so, yeah, there isn't diversity in, in the planning and the organization. I do know that there are conversations that are had uh, uh, with the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what extent and, you know, what influence all of that has, um, you know, I, I, I don't know the inner workings of that. I will say that things that definitely hurt my heart right off top is seeing how in the rodeo arena itself uh, for the centennial celebration of Pendleton Roundup, which happened in 2010, they redid a lot of the rodeo arena and they added like a huge statue uh, out in front of this new arena. They added like a whole pavilion feel, um, you know, re- putting putting asphalt down on different places and just like redoing the whole thing, revamping it. Um, And one of the things that was not at all revamped um, is that the circular, the oval arena, three quarters of the oval arena are covered in, are covered. They have structures that are built above the stands that provide cover from the elements of nature, whether that's the sun and it's providing shade or whether that's rain or snow, it's providing protection from those falling precipitation patterns. The one portion of that oval that isn't covered is the portion that is free for people from the Indian village to go and watch the rodeo. Oh, wow. So there's a section in the arena that is in in the seating arrangement of the arena that is dedicated specifically for the tribal peoples and the ones participating in the encampment and around where we can walk directly from our camp um, through the gates and right into that little section and they redid this entire thing for the 2010 centennial redid the entire structures of the arena like I said they added this massive statue they re they put pavement on all these parts that weren't originally there yet they couldn't add an awning for the native participants so now we still have to continue to sit out in the hot sun or when it rains to sit there and literally get rained on you know like
2: yeah if
0: that's not racism in action i don't know what the fuck what and the other thing that really stood out that ooh, i'm starting to get over that phrase i've said that a far too many times the thing that stood out um <laughs> however uh, another thing that hurt my heart uh was that even in that section um, above on um, the top banner of the section it's like uh, the Pendleton Roundup every or this year it, it says the dates so it's basically just like a big commercial you know where it's like all these natives are sitting in this one section and the only place in the arena that has an advertisement for when the Pendleton Roundup happens is above the natives so it's like here we are as a commercial you know um, and we can't even get covering from the rest of the stuff like all the other people um and so that's kind of it bothers me the the construction of it because it's literally just saying hey we have all this money to do all these things yet we're not going to invest any of that money into bettering what you have access to as native people and beyond that you know we're still going to use you as a large portion of our marketing and business plan um so much so that like we are literally even commercialized where like it's just a bunch of Native people sitting in these stands. And then it says, you know, the Pendleton Roundup from this date to this date. Da, 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 da. Um, Where that's not a, that's not in any other section of of the arena. You know, like, why are we made to be the commercial? Why are we the draw of money? Um, which it tells you exactly what it is like. Those are rhetorical questions. Yeah, we all know what the answer is. It's what we've seen, you know, what we experience day to day, what we've seen throughout the last however many hundreds of years. I
1: don't know. They might as well so. just put a colored zone sign right mm-hmm. up there. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, great. And
1: yeah. you said it's still like that? Still like
0: that, you know? And this happened in 2010. So, like, I remember growing up, it was always like that. Not every section was covered. And then... In 2010, they did this whole revamp and then they restructured and recovered or restructured and covered the majority of the arena, excluding the portion that is divvied um, up for the native participants.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy.
0: You know what I mean? So it's like, how can you not take that as a slap in the face? How can you not look past that yeah. and and that's those are the things that like bother me to the point where i'm like i don't want to go to this thing i don't want to you know do these things like how can we do our own thing outside of this
1: exactly that's exactly yeah. what i'm talking about and when we talk about the term decolonization you can't decolonize something that's always been colonized so it's like yes. our job is to reclaim and to establish our own things that are important to us like dude you know we had junk jackson sundown you know yeah. i'm like we can, that's that's I feel like he's so he's dope. He's a powerhouse, first of all, but it's like, if we had that member of our tribe, what makes you think we don't have other members in our tribe who have the same interests and values? Why not create our own roundup somehow? And you know, do just do just reclaim, just do something for ourselves. You know, and yes, I think yes. time for a change. And it's like, why sit there and try to bulldoze that? Bulldo- I mean, I think it's important if that's t- if 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 you want to keep the affiliation with Pendleton Roundup, then yeah, demand that space, walk in there and take over if that's what you want to do. But something they wouldn't expect is for you know natives to have one of the best renowned roundups, whether it's next year or whether it's 20 years from now, you know, there's yeah. no rush. There's no timeline. It's like, we got connections too. whites. Can come over and enjoy our stuff too, but it's ours. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, but I also feel like With all of the the Like your family For example It's like there are Generations that have Gone there for so long yeah. And because they've Went there for so long They kind of pride Themselves on going I'm yes. not saying Your family in particular But some, peop- some people They probably keep going Well we always went You know we always yeah. have gone So we're going to keep going And they bypass And brush off The in your face racism That they just kind of Turned a blind eye to Or turned the other cheek to When they shouldn't And I honestly think And it's not necessarily Their fault as well Because I feel like It's very generational to where it's our parents, but and if not our parents and our grandparents, it was literally beaten into them at times to to, that they should not make white people uncomfortable, you know. And so they pass that down and even past our grandparents, like our ancestors have been beaten, you know, had that idea of being beaten being beaten into them not to make white people uncomfortable. So of course that's going to be passed down from one generation to another generation to another generation to where things are it's blatant racism in our face yeah. yes. you know and we have to bite our tongue and turn our cheek because of that generational racism that we were raised to to basically cope with but nowadays it's like th- that that's why i love this generation as well and even you know even younger than me is because we have an opinion and we're not we're not scared to make it known you know we have so yeah. many opportunities and outlets that our parents didn't even have when they were young for example this podcast you know what yes, i mean yes. they had podcasting back then they didn't have smartphones back then we have a platform that they didn't have so it's up to us to use it you know and then money talks you know capitalism especially mm-hmm. white capitalism yep. unfortunately isn't going anywhere anytime soon so it's like if we if we take in that knowledge that we have that you know taking that knowledge that they have we learn the system to work this system, we can reclaim and do anything that we want to do like create any boundaries or sorry boundaries any um any businesses any entities anything that we want to do for us and by us so I think it's good that you're you're even spotlighting it right now on this show because somebody's going to hear it and be like well yeah that's not right and either they're going to go and try to enforce change and make change and take that bullet like we were saying to be a change here either within the Pendleton roundup or they're going to go so far to establish their own roundup you know and it might seem intimidating but all it takes to start things is to ask questions, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to ask questions. You have to get to know the right people. It just takes one person to create that one opportunity for you and you go into the next opportunity. So I think it can definitely be done, but I think it needs to be spotlighted for us to really want to make that change. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you shared your experience because like I said, I've never been there, um, but it just, it seems It seems like I said, they're just kind of like, you know, they're tokening, you know, we're the token of the show to where they just want to expand their market. And that's that's exactly what we're talking about with white capitalism. They're going to put you out in the sun and put you in a commercial to make it seem like they're diverse and to make it seem like they, you know, aren't racial in any way, shape or form. But all you are is a token all you are is someone so they can spotlight to, so they can get even more clientele for you to come and spend your own hardworking money at their establishment, just so they can turn around and kick you in the back, you know, not to be so <laughs> radical right now, but um, but it is, you know, so.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Cause you know, they're, they're getting tons of money for 2020. They have like a whole fundraiser because the, the rodeo itself was close or, you know, canceled and so they had like a whole fundraiser because all of the businesses wouldn't be getting their money all of these organizations wouldn't be getting their money that they normally are used to getting with the influx of people that come in during pendleton roundup because it's a major event right Mm -hmm. Uh, and in all of that it's like well what where of any of this money is going to the tribe or the surrounding tribes even in outside of 2020 like fucking land back dude like pay us because <laughs> yeah. you're literally on stolen land and you're profiting off of it and excluding us you know yeah. like pay up um and it is hard because i we've touched on this a tiny bit before just like with tradition and like uh trauma and the things and how they're kind of tied in together and that like you know literally my great-great-grandmother was there at the 19 she camp there uh and then you know my great-grandma after her. And I remember literally being a child at Roundup with my great grandma uh, and my grandma, who, you know, then my mom and even my grandma, like I mentioned earlier, like she had to come today. She's in her 80s, you know, so, or, you know, today in time. Um, so, yeah, I've, I have family that has been camping since the inception 111 years ago. I also have family that's been participating in happy Canyon, which is a night show that happens for generations as well. And it's hard because it's like, yeah, it's, it's a built in tradition. It's like, this is a time for us to come together. It's a time for us to practice a few of our things, whether that's, you know, simply, you know, getting fully dressed in our regalia at the most and and, and doing that or whether it's dancing, singing songs. Um, and then at the exact same time, it's like this other stuff, um, that's just like it's so upsetting, you know, uh, even with Happy Canyon itself, uh, it's, it's a night pageant show and it basically tells the story of the quote unquote Old West. So it starts off um, with a native encampment and then it kind of tells the story of like Lewis and Clark coming through the area and then um, native people basically, you know, being removed off of their land. Uh, so that's about like the first 40 minutes of the show, maybe. And then like the last hour and a half are just white antics these settlers that come in and one's drunk and he's doing this other thing and the other one's a robber and he's stealing these other things and these girls are can-can girls and they lift up their dresses and uh you know and then so my cousins and i were actually watching the show the last day and we had to get up and leave you know because um just other things were just so problematic you know they had like these four little kids in flesh color underwear like jump in this like water thing and then like run around so it looked like naked kids and then like the sheriff of the town was like you know trying to get them like hey you you're not supposed to be on there you know like as a part of the play yet it's really happening you know um and the, the the sheriff was like giving this one kid like a wedgie uh like like literally like pulling his underwear up the kid's butt. And so then like he had like exposed butt cheeks. He fell at a certain point and they were like still wrestling. And I was like, will this kid get fully exposed in front of all of these people? Like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, it was like an
1: actual...
0: This this is a part of the show. And it has been added recently because this this wasn't there. No, no. This is literally what I experienced on Saturday, this past Saturday, watching it. Um, And then right after that, it was like these three people with like ponchos and sombreros um, meant to be something else, you know? And they used to have these other people with like these small hats with a, a black parade coming out of the top and they were like they ran around with like these stereotypical like this is what we think asian people look like exactly. or act that like was this
2: year?
0: um so the, the the asian people actually that that those characters were chopped um and these little kids and the quote-unquote mexican looking people were added um, just problematic right and in all these different ways and even beyond that, like the last day, that Saturday, it was raining. And like I said, there's Native participants. So they're wearing their regalia out in the rain. You know, we're walking in our moccasins from the teepee village over to where this place is. You have to walk about like, I want to say like a quarter of a mile, a third of a mile um, between the village and where the Happy Canyon site is. And it's all gravel. So imagine walking in moccasins in a hard, like, we have to walk over and back in, in rocks and pebbles, you know? So it like, it hurts your feet. And then when it's raining, then you're stuck. Like my fringe with like, you know, the fringe on my regalia was like getting muddy, my moccasins, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, People don't see that part, you know, they just see like the Indians who were there at the first part of the show. And then they get to laugh at all the like goofy antics that happened at the end of the show, you know? When I was like, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, fuck, man. I was like, our walk over and our walk back is the most painful thing. We're all like hobbling, trying to like get back. And this is elders, this is kids, you know. Um, they have a couple golf carts that will take a couple people over and back. Yet the majority of us, we're all hobbling around, you know. And if it's a rainy condition, people are out there in their buckskins still.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and their other regalia. Uh, and it's just like, it's it's the carelessness of for us. That really bothers me, you know. Again, just like being a pawn. Um, Yet yeah, people feel so, or like I said, my family themselves—they've been involved for generations. So you feel a bond to the thing, and you feel a clutch to the thing. You want to keep doing the thing. Um, Yet yeah, the thing is problematic as fuck.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, that's that's why. Again, I was toying with not ever going ever again. Um, however now my mindset is kind of like well what else can i hopefully be a part of the creation of that centers us and our well-being mm-hmm. and also you know fuck your comfort i'm gonna be around so <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah
1: yeah i mean i think in due time i think the 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 idea or oh the What's the word? The purpose of what you actually want to do will kind of hit you the way it needs to. But I think there's so much power in just this realization alone um, that you'll you'll figure out what where you want to be. I guess when the time comes. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? when the time. Or comes. what you need to do. You know what I mean? Because I mean, if they lose the native dollars, that's a good chunk of coin that they're losing. You know, whether it's from sponsors, whether it's from you know people going. Um, so that's why I always say it matters where you put your money, no matter how much money yeah. it. Is. You're supporting, and you're not only supporting the business or the corporation. You're also supporting the ethic, the ethical side of it. You know, and so it's very important to put that either back into your community or something that actually supports you and your people, acknowledges you, and treats you the way you deserve to be treated. You know, they should be breaking their back for the native community, not just the white community. You know, um, so we'll see what happens, but I, hmm. I feel like it needs to be brought to their attention. <laughs> yeah. <just>
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, yeah, again, we'll, we'll see what future conversation brings and future activism in a sense, maybe
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, because yeah, you know, center us. And I don't, I'm not saying that to like the Pendleton board. I'm, I'm saying that to us
1: <laughs> Yeah. Like,
0: exactly. and we, can we make sure to just do the things to center us
1: Yes. Take your friends seriously. Support your friend's business. Support your friend's dream for that matter. You know, don't laugh at at us because you don't think the way that they think, you know, or don't laugh at us because something hasn't been done. It's very important for our people to encourage one another and to help build ourselves up and support us in what ways you can, no matter what it is, no matter matter big or small. You know that one beer you bought at Roundup, you could have bought at bought a coffee at at Black Bison. You know, support your oh or whatever it is. It matters where your money goes. Help, so, you know, support support one another. That's all.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of supporting one another, uh, I support you in this natural light because your skin <laughs> looks amazing. <There's> <laughs> this
1: <topic> right now, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was shining too much, so I like it, it, it was before. It. A book stand. If only you could see my little invention I made. But yeah, I love I love sunset. Sunset time on the res is like the best view in the world. Like it's so serene. Like there's nothing like a sunset on your reservation. Like and this is probably like every reservation. It's just something about it. But I love sunset time too. Like I said, my melanin is popping. So
0: yeah, no, I was like sitting there all distracted just by like. Your countenance and beauty, y'all. It's like, geez, natural light comes in.
1: (laughs) I Uh, love light. Like, and it's crazy because there's so many people that just love the darkness. But wherever I am, like literally wherever I am where there's a window, the shade is always up or the windows open so I can hear like the birds or hear like kids playing outside. I love, I love sunlight. So it's my favorite. Hmm. Anyway, you should probably well, get
0: look up. at this 45 uh, minute <laughs> episode that we
2: talked about. I know, right?
1: <laughs> the funny thing, and I'm gonna let the world know now, is like sometimes we might not even have a topic, or we oh have a topic, and we can't even get to it. No, yeah, seriously, though, sometimes I'm thinking, Michaela, don't ramble. Let's go ahead and cut this episode short. Even today, me and Kellen were like, how about we just go ahead and make this 45 minutes and look at where we're at—over two hours because. <laughs> We just get into flow. So I promise you guys we're not doing this to you on purpose and I know you're out there loving it anyway. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny because we, we sometimes we have a direction. Sometimes we have no direction at all. And for yeah. whatever reason, we never stay on the direction. <laughs> oh get lost multiple go. times. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's the way to go. You know, uh, clearly the world is telling us, you know, this is what's meant to happen. Uh, right. We're just, again, I guess pawns uh, <laughs> in the universe's grand scheme.
1: <laughs> Listen, we <laughs> so, yeah. take you to church. You yeah. Know, we don't know who Nina hears this, but this All is right. what you say today. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Cause I know coming into this, I had big 45 minute energy. I said, Oh girl, we're going to cut her short of uh, 60. <laughs> and then when I looked, I was like, well, we're at an hour 15 now. So uh... <laughs> it's
1: funny because like sometimes we'll talk and I'm like, okay, Michaela, don't just throw in your two cents. Just go on to the next, just let it flow. And then, um, then you'll say something that I totally agree with or you say what something that totally is like you know what i've been feeling that same way too let me tell you my experience and that's how we build build time but that's okay
2: yeah. and y'all are welcome
0: and more than anything oh, you know, thank you for joining
2: i love it all you right have I to know. be here
0: so we appreciate you making the choice to come yep. through and listening to uh, our rambles and shambles uh <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah anyway that means we have more content for next week
0: (laughs) next 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 week
1: yes yes
0: all right right. well I uh, am excited to uh, hear the rest of your Bob the Builder moment and your overalls and renovating your mom's house. And
1: uh. (laughs) I'm taking the full experience. Like I literally went out, I bought me the Carhartt.
0: You got the quality.
1: I I did. I was like, I got my car. I got my six pack of Modelo beers. Yes. I got got every pocket filled with a tool or some gloves or a pen or a pencil, a hammer and one loop. No, I'm going all out. I might not be doing much. I might just be hammering a nail here and there. But hey, you got the look down. Yeah, I look I feel important. Right. I feel like a kid again. Like I'm helping. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so good.
0: So. Uh. All right.
1: Well, we'll go ahead and get out of here. I hope all of you have an amazing, amazing wake. And we of course appreciate appreciate you tuning in. So um here's my voice again of me closing out the show. <laughs> perfect i always have a i'm like oh let me close this and i forget that i have a closing that's already on every single
0: your pre-close yeah close close. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i'll stop talking now all
0: right see you next time peace
1: we want to thank everybody for tuning in today as always it's a pleasure to be here with my crew simply talking our black native talk like we do there's a whole lot more for us to discuss though so stay locked in you can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shout-outs to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash theory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. pihechnu. See you next time.